This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL. They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 on this Thursday. Got golf underway at Wingfoot, the U.S. Open. You got Bengals-Browns tonight. Heat-Celtics game two. Lakers against the Nuggets coming up tomorrow night. Come on in, stay a while. You can watch on Peacock. It's free. Download the app. Join us. Also, part of the Fox Sports Radio lineup, 362 radio affiliates around the country. U.S. Open is always hard for golfers. But this week at Wingfoot, it's got the potential to be extra tough. Not only is the course ridiculous, the greens could be extra fast because of the dry weather. And the old debate is almost certain to reemerge. And that is, do you want to see the best golfers in the world look like us? And normally these guys are inhuman. But Wingfoot has the potential to be very humbling Tiger said it was one of the three toughest courses out there, along with Carnoustie and Oakmont. I have not played Carnoustie. I've played Wingfoot and Oakmont. They were difficult days. Jeff Ogilvie won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. That was back in 2006. He was five over par. That's when Phil Mickelson should have won it and uh, had a disastrous meltdown on 18. But hopefully the world's best embrace the challenge and make the Open as unforgettable as 
difficult. Um, it'll be fun to watch, but I, I'm expecting over par to win and probably uh, more than one or two over par. Poll question, McLovin, what do we have from the first hour? Well, hour one I put up, do you mind if the U.S. Open uh, winner finishes over par? And 64% said no, they don't mind. So yeah. people are okay. I have a college football poll option. Okay. If you were a great player, like a guaranteed first rounder in, say, the Big Ten or any conference, would you have? Would you play this fall? I know there's this cornerback on Ohio State you mentioned yesterday, Sean Wade. Yeah, and th- th- there's talk he might be able to come back. Would you? Would you want to play, or would you just go to the NFL? Well, if I'm o- at Ohio State and I'm a marquee player at Ohio State, then I want to play, but. I don't know about some of these other schools. Penn State lost a linebacker, Micah Parsons. You know, uh, Purdue lost a, a great uh, wide receiver, Rondell Moore. But, you know, it, it's, it's really case by case of how comfortable do you feel? How good is your team going to be? And if you're a top 15 pick, I probably can't help myself, but I might be able to hurt myself. You know, if I'm a second-round pick and I have a chance to move up to the first round, so I think it's case by case there with some of these players, but you know the Big Ten is going to start. Now we're going to see if they're going to be able to finish the Pac-12. Pac-12's on the clock now, and I'm trying to get some information from uh, my college football source. Pac-12 is going to probably get the presidents together by tomorrow. Now I don't know if they vote, but you have the Mountain West is pushing to play in the fall. Big Ten is coming back. The SEC is going to start next week with their games. ACC is already back. You have the Big 12 there. And I just wonder, can the Pac-12 sit this one out? And we're going to try to see if we could get the commissioner, Larry Scott, on. I know he's got a busy schedule. Maybe he can make some time, if not today, then tomorrow. Just ask him about this, because it felt like when we had him on, he said, hey, we've come up with this type of testing. And the Big 10 heard the interview, and then they said, well... Tell us about the testing. Send us some. Give us some samples here. And then the Big Ten, you know, got a hold of this rapid testing. And now the Big Ten had their vote and decided unanimously. I put that in quotations because it wasn't unanimous. You know, they probably just said to some of these schools, um, you know, Rutgers, if you don't want to play, then just why don't you sit this one out permanently? Don't come back. Why don't you go to the Big East or some other conference, Conference USA or wherever? You say that to Maryland because there were schools that it wasn't necessarily that they didn't want to play. It was they had some issues, restrictions with their states. And then the same with the Pac-12 with California and Oregon. And obviously there's other things going on with the terrible wildfires there. But their governors, Oregon and California said, look, we're not standing in the way of you trying to play football here. So that puts the pressure back on the commissioner, Larry Scott. But if you do have the testing... And the testing that is being used by the Big Ten, I'm guessing Pac-12 is going to make a pretty good run at trying to make this work and come back. I think these conferences made the mistake, and, and I said this in the beginning, if you cancel, then that's it. If you postpone it, then at least you have a little bit of a window of opportunity. Hey, we're going to postpone this right now, giving you an opportunity to buy some time, because this has changed dramatically in six weeks. I think we can all be honest about that. This is changing rapidly. And I think that these commissioners, I think that the president's chancellors, you know, they had to reconsider all of this. 
and look at the safety measures. And can you pull this off? We're going to find out soon. And maybe the Pac-12 says, no, we're not going to do it. We can't do it. We shouldn't do it. We're going to wait until the spring. They're going to be playing football by themselves in the spring, by the way, because there's not going to be anybody else around. Yeah, Paul. And you remember a couple weeks ago when we had Larry Scott on from the Pac-12, he kept saying, well, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 together, they were almost in like this desired partnership for spring football. If they're playing each other and they got a Rose Bowl, it, it feels bigger. If they're all alone, it just it's going to stand out. I, I do think like the MAC. A lot of people asked if the MAC conference would play. I think that the MAC may have a TV deal for the spring that's more advantageous to them than playing now. Well, it's just like the Ivy League. If the Ivy League wants to play in the spring, you know, it's not a big revenue producing. You're going to get some TV exposure here, and you're probably not having too many players who are going to be getting ready for the combine. I understand it with the big uh, with the uh, the Ivy League. I don't blame them. But, you know, some of these other conferences, maybe the MAC waits and maybe they play in the spring. But it feels like the Pac-12, you're on the clock and the clock is ticking. Uh, basketball coming up tonight, Heat Celtics, that's game two. The Bengals, Browns, we spent a good portion of the first hour just talking about what is at stake tonight. And I know it's, it's game two of the season. And you would expect the Browns to beat the Bengals. Browns playing at home, they're six-point favorites here. But... It almost feels like the Bengals feel better about who they are than the Browns feel about who they are. Now, that there's a big difference in talent here with what the Browns have and what the Bengals have. And it almost feels like after one game, the Bengals feel far more confident about their quarterbacking situation than the Browns do in year three of Baker Mayfield. But that'll be uh, coming up tonight. At uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. In case you're wondering... I do have a flannel shirt on. These are, this is the DP Fall Collection. And if you go to uh, our website, I think we have six different flannel shirts. Four of the uh, flannel shirts uh, come in uh, women's sizes as well. Yes, That's been updated to five, Dan. Five? Okay. Yes. Because my sister reached out to me after she saw one of these, and she said, uh, you have women's question mark? And I was I reached out to Seton. I said, are we selling flannel shirts in women's sizes? And Seton says, yes. So uh, five of the six now, and you can go to the website and you can check out what uh, our, the fall fashion looks like. You look damned handsome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Paul. And if you notice our collection of flannels, we don't have traditional names like uh, blue or green. One of the shirts is named Axe Thrower. And uh, then Pile of Leaves, which you had yesterday. Yeah. Um, cider Shots is one of the uh, shirts. Do we know what... Uh, Dan, the shirt, the name of the shirt Dan's wearing is. Oh, the uh, the winter uniform. That's a, you could wear it four or five days in a row, and nobody will mind. All right. Well, thank you. I got the winter uniform. Axe on thrower. Yeah. I didn't know that we had an axe thrower. It doesn't mean you have to throw axes, oh, okay. but you look like you do. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, here's another story that's emerging. You know, it's probably emerging because of shows like this one that go, hey, what are we going to talk about today? Bruce Arians and Tom Brady aren't on the same page here. If you know Bruce Arians, he doesn't mince words. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going to give you an honest opinion. He gave an honest opinion. We were surprised because we had never heard Bill Belichick do that to Tom Brady after a game and say, Tom's got to get better. Uh, those inter interceptions were Tom's fault. He never does that. But Bruce Arians was honest in his assessment of Brady. Now, I thought that the coach was wrong in the first interception. 
I thought Mike Evans played a role. I thought it was a poorly thrown ball, but I think Mike Evans played a role in that interception. The pick six, no excuse. None whatsoever. Here's Bruce Arians now blaming the media for making this a big story. I was amused when they handed us the Lombardi Trophy in, in, uh, in July. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a part of the business. You know, you go with it, and uh, it's, it's, it's one week at a time, one day at a time. And uh, we win a few games in a row. Everybody be back on the bandwagon happy. So it's just part of the game. All right. Nothing to see here, right? No worries. I don't know how Brady processes this. But this also, I, what happens sometimes, Bill Parcells used to yell at Phil Simms. He'd, he'd be critical of Phil Sims, and even if Phil Sims didn't do something wrong, and Phil told me the story, he said he was trying to send a message to everybody on the roster that if I can be critical of my quarterback, I can be critical of everybody. Brett Favre had some comments, a serious uh, radio channel that he's on every Tuesday, and he says, uh, getting to Bruce Arians' comments, true or not, I think the last person you want to call out after the first game of the year is Tom Brady. Favre said Tuesday. Now, maybe they had a mutual truce going into the game, going into the season. Hey, I'm going to be hard on you. I want the guys to know we're going to treat you the same way, even though technically I'm not. So are you okay with it? If they have that truce, great. If not, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, Arians did admit that one was a miscommunication between Brady and Mike Evans. And the other one was just a pick six. So Favre took issue with this. Dissension could easily enter quickly, said Favre. Maybe the Saints didn't do anything that, wait, let me see. Maybe the Saints didn't do anything that they were not ready for other than they didn't protect very well. Tom gets hit a couple of times. You get a little jittery. It happens. I don't know if there's anything here. It's one game. I didn't expect them to beat the Saints. I didn't crown them in July. I did say they're a playoff team. I did say they'd be a playoff team with Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, if they didn't get Tom Brady. But after one game, Tom didn't play well. How about we wait a couple of weeks? Don't they play Carolina this weekend, McLovin? I'm guessing Tom might do a little better against Carolina's defense than he did against the New Orleans Saints. Offensive line is going to be an issue here. We know that. Do you have the schedule, McLovin? I'm looking at the schedule now, efforting, vampire a little bit. All right. Efforting. efforting. Yeah, it's weird. I can't find the Bucks game. Someone help me here. So Ethan the, knows. The Bucks already have a bye week, McLovin? No, they don't. There are no bye weeks. I know. So. I was joking. I was trying to buy you some more time. Okay, I got it. Okay. Carolina at Tampa Bay, 1 p.m. <sighs> Sir Purr will be in the house. That went super viral yesterday, that video of... Uh, the, Their mascot? Yeah. Uh, what's the player? Uh, the Michigan kid, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel, was saying, who's that? what's that bear doing up there? That's become a big internet meme when he's yeah. talking about Sir Purr, the Panthers mascot. <laughs> to be fair, it does look like a bear. But it's a panther. It is a panther. I mean, you, yeah, you kind of got to put it, two and two together there if you play for the Carolina Panthers, but it, do, it did look like a bear. Now, if somebody on the Raiders had said that, playing against Carolina. Like, what's that bear doing up there? You know, then you go, hey, it's a panther. Maybe, oh, okay. Maybe he meant it in like a, that's weird, we're the Panthers. Why is there, <laughs> what's that bear doing up there? Maybe we all just didn't get it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why Carolina didn't call the mascot super. Like if, if you had a woman who's in the, ma- you know, as the mascot, you could do S-U-E and then P-U-R-R. Oh. So super. And then that could also be a super bowl. Well, that's not going to happen, but soup. Oh, do I even go to you, Todd? Are you going to do a little play on words? This is your wheelhouse. Okay. You got to turn on your microphone. Testing? <laughs> Testing? I got the blue light that suggests my mic, and I hear myself in my You're headphone. on. You're on. They had Cam Newton on the team, and he did the Superman thing, so that, uh, that would also work to uh, your idea. But he's not on there now. But back when they created... They, Created super. I don't know how old or new he is, but that would have fit nicely with in the cam days. But Superman it's not. It's super. not. You know. But it's not super now. It, it's probably would have been better off if my mic was talk. off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was bailing me out for not finding the pants. That's how the back row works. We mess up together. Also, he did that on purpose yes. to take away that you couldn't find out who Tampa was playing. Like you brought in Ethan to push us. Yes. No. Teamwork. No. Just push you. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Darren in Oregon joining us on the program. Good morning, Darren. What's on your mind today? Um, I was just saying that, one, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is really worried about Jordan Love or anything related to that. And if he is, he's nowhere close to the Hall of Fame quarterback we thought. And the motivation and leadership from him needs to be going to his right receivers, Valdez, Stanley, and Lazard, and going, they're not talking about me. Nobody thinks you can play football. You want to go to work and get better? The focus needs to be those two guys, and they did really well in game one. So it's more about do they continue to have that throughout the season? And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to continue to do what he does. It's more about can those guys get open, can they be in the right spots, and can they catch the ball when it matters? Yeah, I just don't know. Thanks for the phone call. I don't know if this motivates him. It probably angered him that they did this because he knows, you know, the Packers are going to have two of the top, what, ten quarterbacks? eight quarterbacks, seven quarterbacks of all time, and you're going to have two Super Bowls to show for, what, a 30-some-year stretch. And I just thought, you know, management has failed Aaron Rodgers because you, you've had opportunities to get him some weapons, and you didn't do it. And it's not like you have Bill Belichick there on the sidelines because Belichick could find a way, devise a way to, you know, out-game out, uh, plan you, out-scheme you depending on what quarter it was. The Packers haven't had that luxury there, and, and you have not given him weapons. You haven't drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round. And I think he thought, and, and you know, I had a scout who said, everybody gets a quality wide receiver in this year's draft. That was what I was told going into this year's draft. Everybody can get a quality wide receiver, except for Green Bay Packers. Kyle in California joining us on the program. Good morning, Kyle. What's on your mind? DP, uh, first of all, a lot of OBJ talk this morning, and I just got to say, I'm not sure what's going on with him over there, but it stinks. They need to go full brown color rush uniforms tonight, get him going, feel good, play good. Besides that, I heard John pardon my take. Fantastic. Those guys are pretty funny. I'm looking forward to that three-on-three game. I think depending on who the fourth Danette is, whether you bring a backroom guy, Regardless, McLovin's got to match up with Big Cat, especially calling out his bench like that. I don't know. I think Danette's going to have to make some shots. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, we're ready for uh, Big Cat and Barstool if PFT wants to come up. I know that they're bringing in an intern 
Yeah, I, I need to I need to find out about said intern if they want to play three on three against the Danettes. They're gonna bring in Amari Stoudemire. Hey, he's our intern. Well, when did he start? Today. And I don't trust PFT. PFT told me that he can get the rim. Okay. I don't know what that means. Can he shoot? He strikes me as sneaky athletic, but I don't think he can shoot. Big Cat and McLovin, that'll be a good matchup. But, uh, you know, I like I like McLovin's skill set. Yeah, McLovin. Can we bring in a backroom guy, or would you consider suiting up for this? Uh, if it meant that Fritzy doesn't play, then I would suit up. Wow. That's just mean. No, no. Not for the entertainment of the occasional hookshot that may go in after missing 19 of them. What did you do in the title game? What were you from the floor? Not good. We, we got blown out. It was you had one more basket than Kawhi did in the fourth <laughs> quarter in game seven. You were one for nine with your hook shots. We didn't belong in the championship round in the first place. Yeah. Well, that's a, another topic. That's, that that's a kind of like, that's yeah. a Paul George line. <laughs> it wasn't championship no, or bust for you we're guys. We're building it with something, the, the, the crush maybe a year or two away. He's from a Paul time. George of the AUAA. We weren't planning on being here. Why should <laughs> I put my heart? We love the pressure, though. We want the pressure. We need the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole chemistry issue. Look, you're you're with each other more than ever, and you can't establish any chemistry there. Like, I don't understand that. You know, chemistry is when you're not together. You now then you're like, oh, you know, we haven't been together. Like, it's a little awkward. Like, you guys were there together too much. But somehow it was a chemistry issue here between uh, some of the Clippers. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. And... Uh, I mentioned this last hour. If you collect sports cards, baseball, football, basketball cards, Pokemon cards, I got an expert coming on in an hour from now. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. You might know him as Gary V. And he has cornered the market collecting, you know, trading cards. And he's got some great advice for you, including, uh, you know, Pokemon cards as well. And the value and how you should collect and what is really valuable right now. So that'll be in an hour from now. I thought it was something a little different, but you know, I think we all have cards, had cards, and you know, do you have anything in the attic that you go, you know what, that's going to be worth a whole lot of money, or maybe not worth anything at all. We'll take a break here. Coming up on 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know, in this business, if we want something to be a story, it'll be a story. Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, it's a story. Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, it's a story. Cowboys losing one game, it's a story. Jordan Love brought in, so that'll motivate Aaron Rodgers. That's a story. Chemistry issues with the Clippers, that's a story. You know, if, if you keep saying it over and over, it'll eventually sink in and it'll become a story. McLevin, what's the poll question today? By the way, this program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe. Life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to danpatrick.com. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG, driving performance. Okay, uh, so the poll is, would you be okay with the winner of the U.S. Open being over par? 80% now say no, they don't want the winner over par. But is that, is, we're a little bit in. Does it seem like they're doing okay there? Yeah, so far, there's some decent scores there, but that doesn't mean that they won't try to trick it up, make the greens a little tougher, but it's always challenging there. They could do that mid-tournament, make it even harder? Yeah, yeah. Like Chambers Bay a couple of years ago, when Jordan Spieth won, they couldn't do anything about that. It had gotten out of control that it was just so difficult there, but 
you know, the conditions are pretty good, pretty lush there at Wingfoot. And, you know, maybe you get somebody who is close to even par to win it. But I would say if you said under par or over par, I'm going to take over par to win it. Uh, Kevin in Michigan joins us. Hi, Kevin. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Thanks. Second time, long time. Uh, 54 years age, six foot, still fairly tight, 173. Um, question for you. And I'm excited as a Buckeye up here in the state of north of Ohio that you know, my Buckeyes get at it again in the Big Ten. How are they going to figure out the bowl selection with most teams only getting eight and two teams getting nine? Do you think it's still going to be six and two? Because I can't imagine four and four is going to do it. So how do you think this is going to move forward with bowl selection? Thanks for taking my call. Well, I don't know if there's going to be bowl games other than the big ones. And thanks for the phone call, Kevin. But from what I was told that uh, the Big Ten, well, I should say Ohio State was hoping that they would pass the site test. That if they're only going to play eight games, nine games, and somebody else may be playing more than that, that the committee will look at Ohio State and go, they passed the site test as one of the top four teams in the country. As far as the bowl games... I was told by a source a couple of uh, days ago, last Friday, that uh, there's going to be bowl games this year. I don't know to what extent, but understand the amount of money. The Big Ten's coming back, and they can say this is all about the kids. This is about $700 million in revenue. And I think about $55 million goes to each school in the Big Ten. Just look at that. This isn't about, hey, these kids have worked hard these kids do work hard. We want them to work hard for us so we can make $55 million each school. That's what's going on. You may not have a problem with a money grab, but the next time this comes up about the amateur athletics, the amateur athlete, think about this, because they're not amateurs. These are non-paid professionals. Yeah, Paul. And, and there's a lot of other sports that will be saved in the Big Ten because the Big Ten football is playing. If there's, you know, Ohio State men's swimming doesn't get cut because of this, or or the volleyball team at a school doesn't get cut because of this. When we see all these cuts that happen in spring and this summer that have been going on, it's because there's no football on the horizon, and they did preventative cuts. And I'm all for trying to save some of these secondary sports, but this is about the Big Ten knowing how much money is at stake. Yeah, see. Not to like go off on like a side topic here, but why are all of those other sports tied to the like the health or success of of another one? Like, wh- why does everything else go away if football's not there? Yeah, Paul. It, because of revenue. Because like like the men's swimming at a school is just a money pit. They don't bring in any money. They don't have any endorsements. They don't sell you tickets. But the over the profitability of the athletic department from football gets spread because of Title IX and other rules with other sports. And so, you know, if, if they don't have that football money in, they're not going to cut football, but they'll cut smaller sports. Yes. Yeah, but that, fe- that kind of feels like, um, if you go to a restaurant and like the employees of the restaurant are paid next to no money, and then that's why they rely on tips. You know, it's sort of like the owners are passing that on to the customer of like, here, you pay for their salaries. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what sports college athletics feels like to me. Yes, yeah, McClub. Yeah, I mean, I think you really need to go risk uh, concussions every week so Pat Forty's daughter can swim. I, I don't get it. It's, it's a terrible system. Like, they should not be supporting these sports. It's just it's, these sports should be the parents should pay for them, like squash and stuff. Like, it shouldn't be on the football team. That money should go to the players, not the squash team. Well, it's how things are and how, how they should be and how they are, I think, are two different things. So you, got a lot, you look around the country this summer, a lot of sports have been cut. I think Stanford, who has more money than anybody, just about, 
they cut sports, big, you know, some side sports this year because they saw what was about to happen with the football team not playing this fall. And unfortunately, that's that's how it is that the big money uh, revenue sports save the smaller ones. Yeah, see, that's exactly the problem. Stanford has more money than anyone. And they, but somehow they can't afford to keep their swimming program because football's going away. Like that's exactly what the problem is. They have more money than anyone, and they still won't do it. But I don't know if if football comes back in the Pac-12, does swimming and water polo and some of these other sports come back? Does volleyball come back? Because they might not be back now because they're looking for the you know the protocols that they're going to upgrade the the safety measures here. So I'm going to say that it's probably. This is apples and oranges this year because you're not able to come back because of the safety issues. Whereas if this is a different year and football can't be played, then why couldn't swimming or volleyball still co- you know, be able to exist? That's what I would be curious about. But this year, it's just about how can we have swimmers get together or volleyball players to get together, but we can't have football players to get, to get together. Yes, you. And I would be curious. I don't have those numbers, but like, how much money can the water polo team cost in a year? Well, you got to pay your coach, coaches. Is there travel? Yeah. Uh, you know, you got these scholarships that uh, you're you're paying for as well. But I I don't know what you know how much money they spend, uh, how much they allocate. But I know they're not bringing in money. Like a baseball team is expensive. You're not bringing in any money. Some of these basketball teams don't bring in any money. Uh, you know, how many basketball teams are, you know, making a lot of money? Very few. Football, that's where you generate all your money to have these other sports there. And we've seen some of these athletic programs where they've basically furloughed some of these coaches here in other sports. All right. Uh, more phone calls come. Oh, Ted in Tampa wants to uh, join us here. Good morning, Ted. What's on your mind? Anything good to report from Tampa? Uh, it's kind of tough right now. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Godwin looks like he's going to be out this weekend. He was our number one receiver last week. Uh, that hard hit he took in the fourth quarter, he's gone into a concussion protocol, so he's going to be out. Uh, the worst thing is uh, they're still going. Our left tackle, uh, he got blistered in uh, social media by everyone, but uh, our assistant coach came on and said, Will, he'll come in and look at some game films, and I think he'll agree he needs to step it up. He's been here five years. The last time we played Carolina, an edge rusher, hit him in the chest and threw him back on his backside, cut in front of him, uh, wrapped up Jameis around the arms, took out Jameis for uh, three games. So that's, that's what we got to look forward, and hopefully it doesn't happen to uh, Super Tom. Are you okay with uh, Bruce Arians and Tom, their relationship? Any inside info there, Ted? Yeah, yeah, they, uh, that's good. Uh, Bruce has got, you know, he's got to talk to the public, and he's got to answer it. And uh, The pick six was a, a, just a poorly phone pass. I think, like you were saying, uh, the one that uh, Evans cut back on instead of going forward, that's going to improve in time when uh, Evans and Brady uh, have more communication uh, experience. But uh, 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 Bruce had to say that, and I think that keeps him uh, – uh, equal with the fans. You know, keeps him honest with the fans. All right, that's Ted in Tampa. Exclusive report here for the Dan Patrick Show. Ted, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. We appreciate your time there. Ted giving me insight. Ted's been telling me about the left tackle for uh, quite some time here. We're all over the left tackle of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw where uh, men's and women's basketball, college basketball, can start November 25th. Does that mean it's going to start? It says it can start. 
The earliest start date is November 25th. Past couple of weeks, discussion centered on waiting until November 21st through the 25th to begin the season. And now it looks like November 25th is the official date of when you can start. I don't... Great. Remember the arbitrary dates that we had all summer long? The NBA, baseball, college football. And I kept saying, these commissioners have got to stop throwing out these dates. Because even the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, would be like, uh, on second thought, we're not coming back May 8th. We're, uh, we're looking at May 15th. No. How about... We're, we'll let you know when we feel comfortable telling you a date on when we'll be back. College basketball, I mean, that date means nothing to me. November 25th, okay, sure, throw it out. I don't know if that, that's where they'll land, but all right, at least you have a target date. Goes back to what I told you about October 10th for the Big Ten. That was their target date. It didn't happen. And then it was October 17th. It didn't happen. And now here we are, October 23rd and 24th. Has anybody reported on why we're having a Friday night game or games in the Big Ten? Because is this something they're going to continue to do in the fall since the season is going later? And then high school football, they're not going to be competing with. And that was always the issue of having football on a Friday night. But I I didn't know why. Is, Is there a big rollout on a Friday night game and that's how the Big Ten's going to start. Yeah, Paul. Some of the networks have done Friday football later in the season, November, December, kind of after high school starts wrapping up. NBCSN has had Friday night college football. Uh, Fox has had Friday night college football. This could be a way for the Big Ten to double dip with primetime games or more nationally televised games, but no one's announced it. But how many games are played on that Friday night? And, and why Friday night? I haven't heard anything on it. I was just surprised when it was like October 23rd and 24th. Yes, McLovin. I'm seeing a quote from Barry Alvarez saying that the networks asked for Friday night. Mm. Okay. Including Fox. Mm. For scheduling flexibility. Everybody looking for some revenue here. Everybody looking. (laughs) But maybe like what Paul was saying, there's less Friday night lights football, so you can fill in a little bit of a vacuum there. But is somebody going to have the Friday night package here? And is it just this that that one weekend, the opening weekend where we're going to have football on Friday night? Because I'm I'm wondering is this something that you know they're going to have Saturday games, day and then night, and if you can have a Friday night game as a standalone game, a featured game, that seems like uh, be pretty smart programming there for somebody. All right, we'll take a break. We'll uh, get to more phone calls coming up. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. 
flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Got some new nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Interesting potential class. First-year eligibles, Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Wes Welker, Jared Allen, Justin Tuck. That's about it. Of those who could uh, be Hall of Famers. Peyton's going in. Calvin Johnson. (laughs) Breaking news. Peyton Manning going in. First ballot. Jared Allen. Hall of Famer. Does he go in first ballot? Probably not. Calvin Johnson. Hall of Famer. First ballot? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at Calvin Johnson's numbers. Uh, Jared Allen's got a lot of sacks. Yeah, McLovin. Peanut Tillman on there? No. It's a borderline? No, no, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, definitely. Yeah, Charles Woodson's on there. He's a Hall of Famer. But uh, Jared Allen, um, Peyton, Calvin Johnson, Wes Welker, not. What do you have on Calvin Johnson, Paul? Uh, not first ballot. <laughs> Was that your, yeah. your Bayheim impersonating? <laughs> no offense, Calvin, but... Three All Pros. Okay. He had a three-year run where 96 catches, 
122 catches, 84 catches. He basically had 1,500 yards or plus a year. Yeah, he had a season with 1,900 yards. Really good touchdown guy. But then he had a bunch of seasons with you know 67 catches, 77, 71. So not a Hall of Famer. Charles Woodson will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Jared Allen, what kind of sack total does he have? Got over 100. I, I totally just I I will bet I'll do a I'll do a shower shame that Calvin Johnson's first ballot. First ballot. Does anybody want a piece of Calvin Johnson? Paulie does. I don't want that because I think people assume he's first ballot because he was so good for a period of time. Uh, he, he probably will go in. I got 136 sacks for Jared. Allen, yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be a Hall of Famer. I'll take you up on the Calvin Johnson. Okay, first ballot. You yeah. can't influence the voters. Well, I can. No, I, I know. Your friend, Tony can, Dungy just I, added. I can try. And that's the only reason why I have this show, so I can influence the Pro Football Hall of Fame voters. It sounds like you're saying he'll get in at some point, but not first ballot, right? Yeah, I thought he was... I thought he, at times, was the best receiver in the game. Right, that's, that's the argument for him. That's all you need, right? At that position, I got to have some numbers. I got to have consistency. And I don't have that with Calvin Johnson. I think when he was great, he was as great as anybody who's ever played the position. But he had, those were three great years. And then he had some good years. Like, who are the no-brainer receivers ahead of him? Like, I mean, there's a Randy Moss and Terrell Owens and those guys, but. Well, you don't have to put in a wide receiver this year. Right. I'm just saying in general, though, like, yeah, there's huge wide receiver numbers, but. If that's going to come in like six years when Julio Jones gets there. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. He's first ballot, obviously. Yeah. Is Larry Fitzgerald more of a first ballot than Calvin Johnson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But Calvin Johnson, his peak was as good or better player. Right. Probably better. Yeah. But I, no. Larry's one of the all-time first ballot. I mean, he's right. Don't you think he's getting first, first ballot for sure? I would think so. I think so. Yeah, Paul. Larry Fitzgerald's only been all pro once. He's never had, you know, 130 catches in a year, but he had a whole bunch of 100 catch seasons, and he had them a decade apart. You're driving me nuts with these catch numbers. They don't. They don't even come into the conversation. Wes Walker has a million catches. Okay, so what matters? Receiving yards. That's the only stat they. That's how they rank the receivers. What about touchdowns? Does that matter? Eh. Eh. No. Well, what if you have a lot of yards, but you don't score? It's a function of the offense, right? That's what everyone would say. <laughs> Did I mean, Calvin, I think, has the touchdown record, doesn't he? Oh, for a single, single season. season? Doesn't Randy Moss? Or one of those two guys. Does. I think Randy Moss had 23. 22 or 23. Uh, Fitzgerald averaged 12 and a half yards a catch for his career. I think uh, 16 for uh, Megatron. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's probably up on the all-time list there. I'm going to go. But what is Calvin Johnson remembered for? He's remembered for bringing about the ground can cause a fumble. You know, the completion, completing the act, right? That happened, I think, against the Bears in the opening game of the season a few years ago where touchdown went down, you know, just to prop himself up with the football, lost control of the football, and then that was didn't complete the process. The other part is he ended up having uh, a 
well, it's still a poor relationship with the Lions, that he walked away from the game because he didn't want to play f- football anymore. Yes, he I wonder if in some way the referees get that call right and it's ruled a catch, if he plays longer somehow. I mean, think about what a mental and emotional drain that was. I wonder if somehow he ends up playing longer if they get that call right. The Lions' two best players, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, walked away from the Lions in their prime. For differing reasons, I'm, I'm guessing. But, you know, Barry just got tired of losing. And he retired at, what, age 30. Yeah, McLovin. I mix up the records. Calvin Johnson has the best receiving yards, but you're right. Randy Moss with 23 is the most touchdowns. Most receiving yards in a three-season span uh, all time. Calvin Johnson, then Antonio Brown, then Julio Jones, and then Jerry Rice. So, I don't know if that matters. If they're looking at a three-year window. He played in two playoff games, but I, I don't think he's the first ballot. Yes, he is. That makes him sound a lot more Hall of Fame-y, doesn't it? With the... <laughs> Two playoff games? No, the uh, being there, he's at the top of that list with Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and yeah, but it's Jerry a, Rice. But it's a three-year window. At that position, can three years get you into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Paul. That harkens back to my Tiki Barber argument, where he you, had a you love you love <laughs> talking about Tiki Barber. I do. People don't like him, but you can't deny this. Do you see the stat I said around earlier? I know, and I quickly deleted it. I was like, undeleted. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, I look. If Tiki Barber plays, they won a Super Bowl without him. If he played one more season, if he played on the team that won the Super Bowl, Tiki Barber's getting in the Hall of Fame. Tiki Barber had a five-year Here run we go. where uh, yards from scrimmage, he had ten. 10,274 yards from scrimmage in a five years. Yeah. That's that's 2,000 plus a year. Only better, Marshall Falk and Ladanian Tomlinson. He beat Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Thurman Thomas for yards from scrimmage in a five-year span. Tiki Barber was great. Once he stopped fumbling, he was a spectacular player. He could catch passes. He could run. Um, I believe he was durable, but he needed that next season. If he played one or two more seasons at a high level, he's a Hall of Famer. I have a 10-year bet for you. <laughs> Tiki Barber will have more 1,500-yard rushing seasons than uh, Saquon Barkley in his career. We'll oh, revisit this in Well, 10 how many does he have? How many does Tiki have? Tiki had three 1,500-yard-plus rushing seasons. And Saquon has? Zero. Okay. He's not getting it this year. Um, Write this down for 10 years from now. Right. I, I, I'll agree with you on that. Nice. I'll agree with I'll that. take it. Yeah. Here's, here's the number. Most receiving yards per game all time. Only Julio Jones has more receiving yards per game in the history of the game. Then it's Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Torrey Holt, Marvin Harrison, Jerry Rice, Lance Allworth, and Michael Irvin. Thank you, Ethan. Um, oh, Ethan. You know, if the if the... Barber brothers had, you know, they were triplets. You would be the other Barber brother. Polly Barber. Yeah. <laughs> less, Pauly athletic, Barber. less athletic than my brothers. <laughs> All right. I'll get to your phone calls. If you have, if you collected sports cards or Pokemon cards, I got a guy who's going to tell you how valuable they are. Gary Vaynerchuk from Vayner Media will join us coming up in a little bit. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.